0: Welcome to The Money Huddle, a podcast that explores financial topics for families and small business owners, hosted by Michael Baker and Ross Marinell. All opinions expressed by Michael and Ross or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and may not reflect the opinions of Planners Alliance. The podcast recording is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Planners Alliance may maintain positions and securities discussed on the program.
1: Welcome to the Money Huddle. My name is Michael Baker and I'm here with Ross Marinell. Ross, how you doing?
0: I'm doing great today. So Michael, I got something special I want to talk about today.
1: All right, let's let's go for it. So
0: I thought we should do a little bit of a look back on a blog post that you wrote a little over a year ago. Okay. Called Five Reasons You Shouldn't Invest in Bitcoin. Oh. And I there's thought,
1: there's more than 5 now, I bet. <laughs>
0: It's been enough time has passed that I think is worth going back and revisiting some of these ideas so kind of digging in. Yeah, a little bit of a throwback podcast okay. today, but I think a very uh, no, timely uh, talk. So why don't you go ahead and just dive in real quick and kind of explain what drove you to write that post in the first place?
1: Sure. So um, if I, my memory serves me, this was November 2017, 2018?
0: it was was just after Thanksgiving of 2017.
1: 2017 Thanksgiving. So um, at that time, the cryptocurrency mania was kicking into high gear. Uh, We were having folks um, ask us questions about it. We were, you know, you you couldn't get out into the world and have regular conversation without somebody mentioning it. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Um, you know, even like my, my my parents asked me about it. I remember, so I thought, well, I better try to uh, get out in front of it. So, um, you know, I put together, you know, my thoughts on, on that topic and tried to basically give give some guidelines for why I didn't feel that it, it made sense as an investment.
0: Right. And so one of the one of the reasons that you had cited for maybe taking a pause was reason number one. And it was, and I'll just restate it here. It's not wise to invest in something you cannot explain. Right. Just dig in a little bit on that.
1: Well, you know, I mean, obviously we work in this business day in and day out. And you know, if you were to pick, you know, a random company out of the S and P 500 and say, well explain the ins and outs of that business. Well, what do they do? And uh, we, we would very likely struggle with that. So, but here's the thing is when it comes to finding out the information required to understand if we felt that company was a sound investment, we would know how to go about that process. Right. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, the blockchain, all of that is still very, very new. And, you know, your average person didn't even understand what blockchain was, could not tell you what blockchain was. They just knew there's an asset out there. Called Bitcoin, and it's going up exponentially in value every day. I want some of that.
0: Right. So, a lot of the interest was really just price movement driven.
1: Of course, like 100%. It was something that, you know, you could look at and say, oh, you mean to tell me that just three weeks ago, this thing was worth like, you know, 25% of what it's worth now? And uh, it, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was worth even less. So it was we were getting into full on like mania mode. I think
0: it. And so at the time that you wrote the post, you actually time stamped the price of Bitcoin. So the the day you you wrote that uh, blog post, Bitcoin was priced at nine thousand five hundred thirty seven dollars. Wow, okay. And so basically, it had it had risen pretty significantly. So I was early. Point. You were a little early. <laughs> but this became the the Thanksgiving conversation at people's homes.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's where it, um, you know, I think it really took on a life of its own because it, it was, you know, the, the price movement had been, you know, going up significantly before then, but Thanksgiving is when, you know, young generations, older generations, you know, get together, talk about what's going on in life and uh, I imagine a lot of young people were talking to their parents and their grandparents about Bitcoin and why they don't own any and um, you know so I think we talked about uh, Josh Brown had made a mention that over that weekend I think there was over 100,000 Coinbase accounts that were open
0: so Coinbase being the most mainstream. Extra- in
1: a U.S.-based exchange for right. crypto assets or cryptocurrency, you know. And so that, that was, I mean, it was just this explosion of new accounts that were opening up right at that time.
0: Right. It, it, it was taking over. And so that really, one of the, the most interesting things that caught my attention in the original blog post was this idea of the fear of missing out. And you kind of alluded, it's a dangerous drug. And really it's one of the most powerful behavioral biases that we have Yes, um, is seeing other people getting rich or believing other people are getting rich when you're not.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, and, you know, the the media, you know, a lot of the financial media, mainstream media plays right into that because they'll go and find the one person that's that's made a hundred million dollars you know, on Bitcoin and they'll interview them on TV and, you know, and, oh, it was easy. I just, you know, threw money in and, you know, presto change. Oh, now I, you know, I'm now going to go buy my Lamborghini. And, um, you know, it, it did, There was a lot of people I think that were, you know, had the FOMO fear of missing out. And at the same time, you know, a lot of recency bias, you know, it's, it's really hard when you look at what, you know, recency bias is basically, um, you know, a behavioral bias that we, we tend to weight most recent recent events or things that have happened recently more heavily in our mind than, you know, historical, you know, events. And so when you see something like Bitcoin that had gone from, you know, at one point, I think seven cents to, you know, a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks to now, then it was worth all of a sudden 9,000 when I wrote the article and I think it even went up to maybe eighteen, nineteen thousand. So here's what I think. You is, think it's going to go up forever?
0: That, well, there were projections that it was going to be twenty thousand, and then <laughs> fifty thousand, and a hundred thousand, yeah. and they would, to the moon, right to the moon. And so what's I think is really interesting is so from late November to basically the middle of December. Mm-hmm it peaks in price just over $19,000 19000 right. So depending on when you purchased, if you did, you could have made a lot of money. But here's what I think is, is really incredible. That window was so short. You basically had a few weeks. Where yeah. if you invested in that mania and had the foresight to sell, you could have made significant money. But what happened if you didn't is today we're sitting here and the price of Bitcoin, I'm looking at... Um, a little over $4,000 a coin,
1: right? So if you, so basically it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, time, the timing matters, like we don't, we don't advocate in any way, timing markets, but a lot of times when you choose to get in makes an impact. And so, especially if you're not a long term investor. So if you think of someone like that, you know, they got in at Bitcoin right when it was at $10,000. And they wrote it up to 19, but they didn't sell and take gains off the table. And they held it all the way down to now four. I mean, that's a, you know, almost a, you know, significant loss of capital right there.
0: Right. And so to go roll back to that time period, the advertisements and the discussion was everywhere. Oh, you had actually screen grab an advertisement that you had received this was just on, I think your.
1: Yeah, it, it came. Over, it came over my my uh, my phone. I remember seeing it on uh, some type of social media, and it was talking about this is the this is the Bitcoin IRA, right? Oh, <laughs> I just you know I saw this and I it, it it just sent you know I just shuddered because first of all, um, the, the crypto asset space is so new. I'm like, well, how is anyone even going to invest? like qualified retirement dollars, like an IRA in, you know, in the Bitcoin for one, cause it's not a registered security, you know, it says triple your retirement. Oh, invest I know. in
0: a Bitcoin IRA. Oh, what is a Bitcoin IRA? I, yeah, don't, even-
1: I don't know. And then, it, and then that was even like worse. It said triple your retirement. So, you know, the, um, the back of my head, you know, As someone who's got a securities license and you you know this, we work in a business that's very regulated. I thought there's no way this is on a level because, you know, basically it's a Bitcoin IRA and I'm like, what the freak is that? And then triple, triple, I mean, your retirement. I mean, one could basically assume by looking at it that like, oh, you're going to triple your money putting, you know, all you got to do is buy one of these Bitcoin IRA things and then it had, like, the cheesy, like, five gold stars. I mean, it looked like a legitimate advertisement. And, and I would be – I would just – I don't know that I want to know how many people got scammed on something.
0: And, and like this that. is really where the sales and marketing just creates a urgency in the reader. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're missing out on gains. Easy money. And yeah. it really it, it has a strong influence to propel action. Like you, you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's sure. tripling their retirement accounts, but me. Yeah, what am I going to do?
1: Ho hum. Here, I I just own like you know boring old you know um, portfolios. When my everyone else, all the cool kids are are getting into crypto assets,
0: right? Which 2017 looking back now was a really great stock market (laughs) year, right. Beautiful year. But still at the end of that year, this, um, this, this mania really took, took wave. And we, we sort of, everyone sort of lived it in real time where, you know, we would look at each other and say, this is incredible. This is happening. I mean, we knew that we were living in a historic mania that this doesn't come around every year.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we, um, we we get heard all kinds of stories i mean we heard one story there was a a lady who her son grown adult son lived at home was you know telling her hey you need to invest you need to invest in this asset you need to invest in this asset and you know it's just it's just everything in between that you can think of you know, it was. Uh, you know, we saw people that that we follow on social media talking about like, "Up, oh, it's official." Mom, mom just asked me today what Bitcoin was. So, it it, it got into full swing mode, and um, it, it did. It was one of those things where I felt just as you know, as a financial professional. Um, that gives advice and, you know, we try to guide people in making sound decisions. I wanted to put something out there, you know, throw my pebble in the pond, if you will, and say, hey, you know, pump the brakes before you go get out a second mortgage and try to buy this thing.
0: Right. And we do think that the blockchain technology is interesting. It's, it's completely, you know, it, it new to us as of sure. you know, last year and trying to learn a little bit about it. It's not a knock on the technology itself. It's more our conversation is really about the pressure that people feel to buy or to invest in something um, from without having a full kind of understanding oh, yeah. of what the risks are. And, and, you know, there's no free lunch.
1: No, there's no free lunch. And I mean, we weren't in any way. It was never a knock on blockchain because I, the more I read about it, I thought this is, this is really, really cool. And I think that it, blockchain technology in itself is uh, here to stay. But, you know, I, I kind of u- use this analogy a lot when we were having Bitcoin conversations, like, you know, when the eight track tape came out, I mean, that was like revolutionary, right? right? I mean, it was, oh, my gosh, you know, you can take your music with you mobile eight track. And, and now, I mean, you know, I washed my car today and I happen to notice um, that I have a CD player in my car <laughs> and I'm like, when's the last time I had a CD period? You know i stream everything i mean if you're listening to us you're probably streaming us through your phone or or through through you know wi-fi connection somewhere i mean we don't even physically take those things anymore so i'm just like you know if blockchain technology is that new why are we gonna say that that bitcoin the first permutation of it is like oh that's gonna be the one that's here you know in, in a lot of ways if you follow that that space you see continual evolutions. I mean, there's another blockchain, um, Ethereum, that's come out. Um, you've had, we've seen many that have come um, risen and fallen into the ashes already. So it's it's just something that's like you know it's it's very neat to watch, but it's also one where we're, we were I was trying to say, hey, tread lightly because it could we could really mess ourselves up.
0: Hey, risk risk comes at you fast, and we tend to hear. And see, reported a lot of the success stories, the early success stories. Oh, yeah. The the counter to that is we don't always see the fallout. So no. we have this sort of fear of missing out on the front end, but then the the reality doesn't always get carried through. The same media attention doesn't get um, presented on the people that lost money. And so I think it was it was important. I saw an article on Forbes recently. It said Bitcoin slips under 6,000 as route resumes. Here, the horse. So, even stories. that
1: article's dated if it's talking about 6,000 being the price marker.
0: Right. And so, it highlighted a few folks' experiences. And one of the gentlemen had actually posted an installment loan that he took out oh, to invest wow. in Bitcoin. And he, and in, and in his words, he's down about 85% loss. And basically, just said, Hey, look, I hope this gives you a lesson. It looks like he had borrowed about one hundred ten thousand dollars to mm-hmm. invest in the asset, wow. and so and and, and he's kind of said, "Hey, listen, I want this to be a warning sign. Wow. You know, take take heed. This is what happened to me." He's like, basically, I am going to be you know working for free yeah. for the next three and a half years to pay that note off, and so those things don't get discussed as often, but they're there.
1: Yeah, they well they they they, they tend to come out after the bridges have been burned. And then it's like, okay, they're you know the media, you know, will sift through the wreckage and say, okay, who, who who got totally destroyed by this? And you know, the the interesting thing about that, um, now that I think about it, is um, my belief is it probably would be very easy to find all the folks to raise their hand saying, oh my gosh, I'm, I made a million dollars because they're gonna be affirm, they're gonna be basically affirming their genius of picking it. Right. Right. But how many people are going to raise their hand and say, you know what? I lost 80% of my money. Right. "I, I took out a home equity line of credit and I got obliterated. I, I doubt that there are a lot of people that are willing to sign up and say, yeah, interview me for that. Let me, let me win bonehead of the year. Right.
0: Well, I remember at the time that you posted this, you know, we we're sort of in the midst of this mm-hmm. furious mania it was of, crazy. Uh, uh headlines and and people talking about it and, and and other it was taking over involved. the world it was taking over the world new and, currency uh, i thought that w- it was a pretty bold article at the time yeah cuz all of the impetus seemed to be on how do you do it oh, versus yeah. po- folks just saying hey let's pump the bread well,
1: one you know it's like okay a the the vast at the time the vast majority of people could not even explain what it was. They could not explain the technology, how it could be, how it would be used, how it was going to actually bring value to people. Um, We heard, I mean, I heard everything. I heard people saying, this is going to be the new internet currency. We're going to, you know, a a currency with no banks, no, no banks. We don't need banks, not going to pay taxes on it. You know, and, and I'm sitting here, I'm thinking like, okay, so let's, let's, let's play this out. You've got you know you've made millions and millions in Bitcoin, right? In your in your Bitcoin account, and you decide you want to go buy a Lamborghini, right? Um, You know I think some dealers were actually starting to try to figure out how to accept Bitcoin because at the time it was like, well, if this thing's going to go to fifty thousand, I'll take it, sure, right? Right? But um, it'd be interesting to see how many of them still do. But uh, you know you think you're thinking like okay. If you're going to convert your Bitcoin to dollars, US dollars, I mean, that's going to show up on the map when you like stroll into your bank and make like a $500,000 deposit. Like, where did that money come from? One of the other things. I loved it when people said they weren't going to pay taxes. Well, well.
0: The, the IRS, may, I mean, the government may, may be shut down as the re- date of this recording of the podcast, but your taxes are still due. Oh, so.
1: yeah. You better better be ready. I've already had a couple of people ask me, and I said, you better be ready to pay.
0: I think one, one other element that is kind of forgotten is because it was so new, mm-hmm. the regulatory agencies hadn't really had a chance to, to kind of digest and process None. this. And these m- main exchanges charged really substantial fees.
1: Oh, a lot of fees.
0: It, it it was it was somewhat, but people didn't care, right? Because it was going up so fast. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter if you paid a five percent fee on your exchange. Right. You you were making money at that time, so that was the theory, right? And obviously, we know the people who lost money in their sure. transactions also paid hefty fees as well. Well,
1: I think you know, in hindsight, obviously, hindsight you know is always you know tends to be twenty twenty. And uh, I can't say always, but I mean it does tend to give us a lot clearer view of what was going on at the time. And I think there are a lot of lessons that can be gleaned from that experience. One is, I mean, Bitcoin is still around. You know, it's not worth fifty thousand. And you know, there, I know there's probably some true believers out there that still think, oh, it's going to go to fifty thousand, but um, you know, it, it's not there. But I look at all different. Th- One is like, you know, hey, should you invest in something that you have? You don't understand that the only, your only method of making the decision is, well, look at what the price is doing. Right. Um, and we saw another bout with that, uh, with the recent uh, the marijuana stocks. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like the, the marijuana is going to become legal. So all these companies are going to be mass, you know, you know, massively valuable. We better we better get in. But so there's that. But then there's also, um, you know, and thinking about it, I was thinking about like how, um, the mentality and the mindset of investors tends to work against them. You know, I think of someone, you know, they, they're, they're, they're thinking about the price. They're thinking about greed and like, I need to get in. I'm I want to make my little mini fortune. And meanwhile, like the, the, you know, I hate to use this term, but like the, the smart money, like the big, the big investors that might've been there early, they're just wait. They're waiting on their exit point, like they're sitting there. They've already determined, like if it hits this price, I'm selling. You know, X percentage of my holdings because they're going to begin profit taking. And you know, as the mania drives that thing up higher and higher. So what what I think tends to happen a lot of times is um, a lot of the big money gets out, and then a lot by the time all the smaller investors that are, are throwing in all their you know their little savings and you know money that's a lot of money to them they get burned because they, they ride it down.
0: Yeah, it yeah. Was t- it's, it's certainly tough to see the, that price come down and knowing that there's probably a, a good chunk of folks that have lost money. Oh, and Well, we know it. Um, and, and like you said, it, it, was, it was such a complicated thing to digest and understand. There were
1: people buying it at 18000
0: Right, right. So, so I thought it was, it, it was really interesting to go back and sort of touch on that mm-hmm. because it was the big thanksgiving conversation last year or, or you know in that in that into 2017 and i don't know if it was so much this year
1: no i'm not sure um i'm not sure what people were talking about oh well i mean we were we were in the midst of a of a looks like possibly a potentially a bear market downturn in the in the market so i think a lot of people were were talking about you know volatility in the stock market because it was a lot different for 2018 investors than it was in 2017. So that was probably you know, the primary focus for a lot of people. But um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote the article. I felt like, you know, even, even, even if, you know, here, here's another thing. If you make principle based financial decisions, it doesn't mean that you're always going to be right, but it, I think it stacks the deck in your favor. So to me, it's like, you know, I could easily write that article about Bitcoin and stand behind it and be wrong because all, oh, you know, Bitcoin reached thirty six thousand. That still doesn't mean that it was a wise investment for folks. Yeah, it might have been profitable, but were you really aware of the risks that you were taking? You know, right? Um, and, and putting money to work like like the gentleman in that article that you know that he took out the loan. You know, he took out a loan where he's going to pay interest on the loan. You know, now he he might have rolled the dice. Um, and and one big, but he did it right, and so that's kind of the where I was coming from, and 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 looking at the the cryptocurrency space just in general.
0: Well, there we go. Um, a little A little recap of something that uh, really took the markets or the media by storm, and was an incredible thing to witness and see. I hope those of you listening weren't harmed by it, and yeah uh no. if so we we want, always want to learn from our behavioral biases because it's just a fact we all have them right it's important to know what the, what your kind of unique biases are um uh, same thing i would say to myself you know you got to know where what your strengths are as an investor and where your uh weaknesses are and uh try not to be taken advantage of in those situations
1: i agree I, and i think as a as a final point you know um one of the things too that i think that we as advisors do bring to the table is that objective, you know, third party. Cause we all are emotional about our money, right? We're all emotional about our own. And even right. when we think we're, we we've thought it through and we're clear headed, um, having a, you know, having an advisor that you can, you know, that you can call and say, Hey, you know what? Um, I've been really thinking about this and, uh, you know, I just want to get your thoughts, weigh in on it for me. And, you know, hopefully you got a great relationship with, uh, you know, someone you're working with that, that could be honest and say, you know what? I think that's great, but then what if? Or they could give you a different perspective. I think that's a great thing to be taken from this as well. So uh, for everyone that uh, is listening, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks a lot.